You're listening to Focus on the Bible. All eyes are on Russia. In the Ukraine, two and a half million people have fled their homeland under the invasion of our lifetime. And back in Russia, the reports are that 200,000 Russians have fled their own country out of fear of what they feel might be happening. One person who has left Russia said that it's beginning to feel like North Korea at home. Scary developments, friend. How far will this go? Will Russia attack other countries also? Will Russia one day rule the world? Let's talk about this. No, Russia is never going to rule the world. Not now and not ever, says the Word of God. I'm going today to Daniel chapter 2, and from there we'll focus on the Bible. In Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has had a dream, and the dream is very scary. The dream is so scary that it awakens Nebuchadnezzar in the night, and he calls in his magicians, astrologers, and sorcerers to try and interpret the dream. No problem, king, they said. Just tell us what the dream was, and we'll give you the interpretation. Well, there's a problem. Nebuchadnezzar says, it's not with me anymore. I forgot. That is one terrifying dream, huh? So he demands that the astrologers, sorcerers, and magicians, witch doctors, if you will, must tell him the dream that he no longer remembers and give the interpretation, and that is an impossible thing. So as he's threatening to kill all those witch doctors and chop them into tiny pieces, someone remembers a servant of God named Daniel. You remember Daniel was taken out of Israel when Babylon sacked Israel, and now he is serving in various ways the king of Babylon. They bring in Daniel, and they offer him prizes for being able to interpret that dream. He refuses the prizes and tells Nebuchadnezzar that no reason at all to reward him, but he can only give an interpretation of the dream because God gives it to him. And then we pick it up as Daniel explains to Nebuchadnezzar the dream that not even Nebuchadnezzar could remember. And in this dream, there is an image, and the image is made of four parts that will be the four ruling empires of the world in the coming days. Russia is not one of them. Let's look at Daniel's interpretation of the dream, Daniel 2 Beginning in verse number 31. Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. There is the dream, a great image, and from that dream come these four ruling empires of the world. Here they are, Babylon, Media Persia, Greece, and the Roman Empire. 
Let's look at Daniel's interpretation as he lays out the interpretation of that mysterious dream. Kingdom number one is going to be Babylon. Daniel's interpretation is verse 37 and 38. Let's read it. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power and strength and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So there is ruling empire number one in the world. It's Babylon. And in Daniel's day, that kingdom was in force ruling the world. Nebuchadnezzar had a grandson who continued the rule. His name was Belshazzar. And you remember he was slain in the very palace where in all his pride he called in for the vessels that had been taken out of the temple of God in Israel and he wanted to drink in his party from the very vessels from God's temple. And that very night, you remember that mysterious hand appeared and wrote a message on the wall interpreted by Daniel that night and on the very night Belshazzar was slain and that kingdom number one ended and Media Persia under King Darius assumes the title of empire of the world. In Daniel's interpretation that's told of very simply verse 39 the first part he says and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. So kingdom number two will be Media Persia. This is ancient history that was under King Darius. You may remember the story of Daniel and the lion's den. It was Darius who threw Daniel into that lion's den. They sealed it with a stone. Darius became troubled later and rushed to find that Daniel was a-okay because the Lord had protected him. That was Darius, and he's going to be unseated as the king of the world by kingdom number three. That's in verse 39b as Daniel gives the interpretation. And another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. That third kingdom is going to be Greece. The Greek Empire will be ruled over by Alexander the Great. His father was Philip II. He made the mistake of including among his wives Olympias, who seemed to love snakes. She slept with them, and they bore the child Alexander, who God called a goat. But that goat could sure lead an army, and he raced through the known world, capturing city after kingdom, and became the ruling empire of the world, Alexander the Great and the Greek Empire. When Alexander died, it seems he died in a drunken stupor in the very palace where the fingers wrote that mysterious message to Babylon. There was no one really strong enough to keep that kingdom bound by the Greeks. And so a new leader arises. Daniel gives the interpretation for the number four kingdom in Daniel 2, verse 40 and 41. Here we go. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. 
For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And so that Roman empire will be the largest empire, but it's going to be a brittle empire. It will be very strong, but it will be brittle because the clay and the iron don't make a very good mix, do they? So there are the four ruling empires of the world. They are history. Now, there will be a revised Roman Empire. That's found in the very next verse, uh, or in verse 42 and 43. This seems to be future. Let's read this together. He says in verse 42, As the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay." It seems that this revised Roman Empire is being cobbled together as we speak. There are going to be 10 countries that come together. They're very different. They really don't belong together. But they apparently believe they'll be stronger together and there will be problems and there will be division and not unity. It will be partly strong and partly weak and brittle and the whole thing falls apart in the end of it all. This is what we believe is a future yet-to-be kingdom. And that one will be shattered by a fifth kingdom. I thought there were only four. Well, I hid the fifth one until I could bring it out and roll the thunder at the end today. But God speaks of a fifth kingdom in the world different than all the others. That's back up in verse number 34 and 35. See if you can identify who rules this coming kingdom of God, yet future to us. This is good. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together. And became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. I'm going to guess that the most fearful part of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, the thing that woke him in the night and the thing that so shook him that he couldn't even remember what the image looked like is this part. This description of a stone strangely made without hands. This perfect stone falls and crushes the four prior kingdoms of the world. And that was terrifying to Nebuchadnezzar. What is this fifth kingdom? This is the kingdom of God. This is yet future. It's yet to be in the world First comes the rapture of the church. All believers in Jesus Christ are snatched out of earth to be with the Lord in the air, and so shall we, 
ever be with the Lord. On the earth then, with all believers in Jesus gone away, comes the Antichrist in a horrible seven-year period, the worst time ever on earth, that Antichrist will rule the world. He is endued by Satan. He commits the abomination of desolation and becomes a madman before that seven-year period is over. But it does end with the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, in the rapture, Jesus doesn't come all the way to earth. But when he comes in the second coming, he does touch down in earth and immediately takes a throne to rule the world in his kingdom. That kingdom of God ruled in by Jesus Christ will last 1,000 years here on planet earth the prophecies of the old testament are about that coming kingdom of god now listen carefully to this you will not find the rapture written of in the old testament because the rapture is for the church the rapture is for the church the old testament prophets didn't write about church they didn't know about church they wrote about israel matters but they couldn't see the church age they couldn't see israel rejecting their king and god taking another group to carry the gospel of jesus christ into all the world and because they couldn't see the church they couldn't see the rapture of the church but now those prophets were very busy in the old testament writing about that coming great kingdom of god in Isaiah chapter 11, Micah 5 and verse 2, these great passages of Scripture tell about this rod of Jesse. He comes right out of David's family's bloodlines, and he's going to rule the earth, Jesus Christ, for a thousand years. And then he gives that kingdom over to his father after every rebellion has ever been put down. Friend, that's our future. We are going to be with Jesus for a lot longer than we've been on earth so far. This is great news in troubled times for every believer in Jesus. And friend, today I hope you are one. Thanks for joining us for Focus on the Bible. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can mail us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498 Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, www.freddycoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. This is Focus on the Bible.